Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This is week five in our throwback series, Rock the Bells. We're learning how to live sent today. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us with our guest speaker, Andre King. Our text is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I'm going to read quite a few verses because I really want us to get the point that we're trying to make. Starting with verse 32. 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 32. So David said to Paul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy. And he has been a fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant was killed. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine would be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. For Saul said to David, go and the Lord will be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. We got to be mindful of what we allow people to put on us. When we're trying to walk around especially and do what we say, thus said the Lord, and he didn't tell us to put that on. So it don't matter who it is. Don't let them just dump their garments on you. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Don't be afraid to take it off. Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was just a boy ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, "Mm, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. So David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. 
As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it with the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of gathered at the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strong along the Sherim road to Gath and Ekron. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Our text. And we've heard this story of David for a long time. We want to talk about David, the little boy. David, the one that watched the sheep. Sometimes we want to downplay people's assignment. That's, that's not important. You're just watching sheep. But as long as God told you to do it, that's something. It don't matter what they say. It's what he say. So our text is running the race with five smooth stones. So let's work it. Running the race with five smooth stones. So let's talk a bit about this story of David, a little shepherd boy tending to the sheep of the field, a little boy that did what the men was afraid to do, a little boy that took something not common or ordinary and defeated the enemy that everyone was afraid of, a little boy that didn't put on an armor nor that he have a sword in his hand, but conquered and defeated the bully, because that's all Goliath was. He defeated the bully of the land. A little boy that moved forward in obedience to the father and in the confidence that God had him covered. Oh, what a lesson we can continue to learn from David. It's that kind of faith. It's that kind of courage. It's that kind of trust that it takes for this journey. Five smooth stones. Let's work it. David was armed with purpose, and so are you and I. What are those stones? Love, faith, prayer, forgiveness, and perseverance. Those are five stones that we must have as we travel this journey. When confronted with the Goliath-sized problem or situation, which way do we respond? Do we say, mm, that's too big to hit? Or we like David, it's too big not to hit it. It's too big that we, won't, that we will miss it. Since nothing is new under the sun, as the word of God tells us, what are some of the giants that we faced? We faced them back in the day, and we still face some of them today. Let's just name a few. Sin, poverty, abuse, domestic violence, no love, rejection, lack, drugs, 
alcohol, crime, dysfunctional families, hunger, homelessness, human trafficking. That's just to name a few. So how many times have we had to face a situation like that? As long as we live, the Goliath and his little sidekicks will always be ahead in waiting for our dare to cross over. As the saying goes, new level, new devil. But yet our reply must still be, I ain't scared of you devil. We got to talk back to that rascal. I ain't scared. That's just what we got to say. Goliath's overgrown size is a typical example of how the enemy uses the magnitude of our problems to try to diminish our faith in God. The size of the trouble do not size up the power of our God, which is in each of us. God said in his word that we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors through him that love us. He reminds us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, 1 John 4 and 4. Have you ever wondered why David took five smooth stones? Well, Goliath had four brothers that was giants too. So he had one for them too, just in case they wanted to interfere or get in the way. He had one extra stone, which was symbolic of his preparation. Are you fully prepared this morning? God has given you more than enough to handle the assignment. David was prepared for the just-in-case. He had enough to take care of his brothers and take the brothers out too, just in case they decided to get in the way. He knew his opponent and he knew his target. David knew that his strength was not in the skill. It wasn't in the slingshot, nor was it in the smooth stones. He only needed them as a point of contact. His trust was in God. Who were we trusting and believing today? the promises of God, or the enemy's report. So let's look at the instruments David chose. If we were up against someone twice our size, our, the height, we would probably get a jagged rock, something kind of sharp, tough point, right? Because we think that's going to do the most damage. However, that's not what David chose or used as his weapons. According to aerodynamics, Smooth stones fly straight. Smooth stones fly straight. Smooth stones are formed by the fast pounding streams of water and other rocks that rub up against them. You know how sometimes we say, mm, they just rub me the wrong way. God is smoothing those stones. Sometime in the midnight hour we cry. Those tears are just smoothing those rough stones. That process over a period of time allows the hard pointed parts of the rock to smooth out and to even out. So sometimes in this journey of life, we've experienced situations that felt like rocks rubbing on us and pounding on us. Now we know the rough edges were being filed and smoothed down. Now that you know that that's what's happening. So it helped us to look at the opposition the obstacles a little bit different. You're in a smoothing process. Have you ever been falsely accused, criticized, mistreated, told you were crazy because you chose to believe and trust God, laughed at because having done all to stand, you still stood? Has life ever felt like it was grinding you down? Well, 
Those encounters can serve as a purpose and design to eradicate the rough spots in us. Getting rid of the rough spots can sometimes be hard, but it's what makes a smooth stone to defeat the Goliath in our lives. Sometimes the enemy try and make us feel like what we're doing is insufficient, it's boring, it's unimportant, but we must believe the report of the Lord. David was just only a shepherd boy, tending to his father's wishes. And you know how it can be sometimes we say, oh, I'm this. Oh, what's your capacity? I'm this. This, you're something if you're up here. But if you're just a shepherd boy, oh, you're nothing. That's not what God says. It's the same for us. We're just shepherd men, women, boys, and girls tending our heavenly father's wishes. So sometimes he had to switch from being a shepherd boy to being the errand boy. Are you able, are you willing, and are you ready to shift when God says shift? God has given us five smooth stones, so let's work it. David's confidence wasn't in his skill. He knew, he, he knew they were only instruments used for God's glory. Give God your all, not some but you're all. Everything you have, use it for his glory. David never got angry, but he was obedient to his father's wishes. Even when he got insulted from his brother Eliab, he was publicly insulted three times. One time he was accused of being irresponsible because he left the sheep. The other time he was accused of being prideful and wicked. The other time his job in life was degraded it don't matter what they say, it's what God says. Despite the allegations, David exemplified outstanding character. We're representing the king, the kingdom at all times. Despite the allegations, he exemplified outstanding character in the midst of a chaotic situation. He was the youngest of his brothers, but yet expressing an enormous amount of maturity, courage, and control, which pushed and position him into the next phase of his kingdom. Your obedience to God will push you. Will everybody like it? No. But that's their problem. As long as you're obedient to God, he'll, he'll take care of them. So I say to you in every circumstance, strive to be the light. Be that glimpse of hope. He rested and he trusted in God of Israel regardless to what it looked like because he knew the battle didn't belong to him. The battle belonged to the Lord. And it's the same for us today. It's not our battle. It belonged to the Lord. And he just wants us to represent him well on the battlefield. God will use what's in our hand and remember that little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. So I asked the question, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Will you give it to God? Will you let him use it? When the troubles of life come, and they will come, parading and marking at you, when the Goliath tries to weaken and make small what God has begun in you, do what David did. Come against them. Come against it whatever the it is in the name of the Lord. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the rocks. The speed of a rock 
when thrown with a sling is tremendous. So a sharp rock, a sharp angular stone have a greater tendency to veer off course and not strike the target. It will miss the mark. That's what sin is, you know, missing the mark. A sharp stone put in the pouch of a sling could catch on the sling and not slide out as easily. Again, hitting the target is compromised. So imagine you got your five stones and they're not smooth. They're in your pouch. They're jaggered. They're sharp. And you're reaching your hand in to get it. The results may not be what you expecting. It can scar up your hand. You know, you look at, oh, I'm bleeding. It can tear the pouch. And you're reaching in thinking you're reaching for ammunition. And you ain't got none. So we got to be mindful, again, the condition of those stones in that pouch. It is even possible that the sharpness of the stone could cut the sling, remembering the weapon, rendering the weapon is useless. Sharp stones carried in a leather bag would eventually cut through the bag. Such a hole would soon let all the ammunition from the sling fall out and smooth stones would be carried much more safely. Finally, a sharp stone might even cut the master's hand as he's reaching his bag for the stone. That's a distraction because you're now focusing on, I done cut my hand. You're not focusing on the assignment. A cut hand in the heat of the battle could mean the difference between life and death. It's time to inspect the texture of the stones in our pouch. David knew what he was doing, and he chose smooth stones from the brook for specific reasons. We do have a choice. It's time for a shift, and it's time for us to check our artillery. God will lead us beside the still waters. That's according to Psalms 23. So we can then see the smooth stones. The still waters, you'll be able to see, well, that one looks kind of smooth. Oh, no, that one's kind of rough. I don't want that. He promised he will lead us beside the still waters. Stones become smooth by the natural process that God established and not a mankind process. If there's a process for the rocks, there's a process for you and I. So remember, God said to Peter, which his name means rock. God said upon this rock, I will build my church and the very gates of hell would not prevail against it. So today he's saying, Pastor Antoine, upon this rock, I've built my church called Think Kingdom and the gates of hell will not, cannot, shall not prevail against it. So Peter went through the smoothing process first from rough, jagged rock to a smooth, solid stone, a strong, solid foundation. All stones start out sharp and angular when they first break off the larger rocks. See, remember it was the little ones was connected to the bigger one first. And sometimes we only want to be connected to the big. But the little smooth ones, they broke off from the big. And so we have to be okay with that and allow him to 
smooth it instead of staying with the big and it's still jagged rough, okay? All stones start out sharp and angular when they first break off. Then they are worn down and shaped as they travel downhill. We always want to go uphill, but there's purpose in the downhill. That water is flowing and smoothing those jagged edges, usually transferred by water and gravity as they hit against other rocks. The sharp edges get broken down little by little as they are tumbled, as they are bumped, as they are broken, as they are worn down until they are smooth. The water carrying and rushing over the stones also wears down the rock material. So God's Spirit, the Holy Ghost, lets us allow it to flow through. He let it allow it to flow through us so it can reveal and purge out all of the rough edges. I said God's Spirit, the Holy Ghost. We got to let it flow through us and in us so we can reveal and purge out all of the rough edges in our lives. It'll work if you let it. Even when the rock stays in one place for a long time, not seeming to progress forward, the flowing water over the rock still makes it smooth down. We can't complain about the process. We must let the water flow to those deep, dark places, those deep, dark, dry places in our lives in order to move forward. So get in the river of God and let it carry you. It's time to jump in. If you're in already, stay in. If you ain't in, it's time to get in because time is drawing nigh. It's the stones that have been in the river that can be used by the hand of God to mark and slay the giants that stand against both the church and the lost. I'm going to say that again. It's the stones that have been in the river that can be used by the hand of God to mark and slay the giants that stand against both the church and the loss. It ain't about us. What he's done, what he is doing, the church, the kingdom, the lost, he's counting on us to get that done. It's the people who've been in the river, been broken, been bumped, not by all of that, that God will use to win the victory. So turn and tell your neighbor, don't you count me out. God ain't through with me yet. You need to say that like you mean it. Because you, you, you were saying it kind of like you're scared. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him, don't you count me out. God ain't done with me yet. So stay in the river of God's love. Five stones were chosen. Five is the number for grace. But only one was used on this occasion. We can't go wrong when we do it God's way. Just because only one was used doesn't mean the others were useless. All are stones. I'm gonna, I need to say that again. Just because only one was used doesn't mean that the other four was useless, didn't have purpose, didn't have value. All are stones, all smoothed by God's hand, all are chosen, all are used in the manner of God's choosing. So we must allow God to smooth out our rough edges so we'll be ready to partner with him.
That's what God wants. He wants us to partner with him. But he wants to know he can trust you too. Okay? He wants us to partner with him so when the Goliath stand in front of us, he'll use you to kill the giant if you let him. You know, we always think only this person, you know, if they got this title, they the only one can do it. If they serve in this capacity, if they work here, those are the only ones can do it. Mm-mm. If you save and covered under the blood, he can use you too. Okay? He can use you too. He can use you too to kill that Goliath. So King Saul even tried to put his armor on David and he refused. We said that previously. Don't let people put stuff on you. If God didn't tell you to put it on, you keep on what he done put, ordered for you to put on. He tell us in his word to wear this world as a loose garment. So even if this season it was okay for you to have this on, if he tell you to loose it, you better be willing to loose it. Because it will affect the effectiveness of your next, of where he's taking you to. Don't be afraid to let it go. It don't matter who like it, who don't like it, who agree with it, and who don't agree with it. As long as God gave it to you, you better flow, baby. You better flow. Don't let nobody push you to do what God ain't called and anointed you to do. Because you're then out there on your own. God is not obligated to cover what he didn't order. So we got to do it God's way. We got to do it God's way as he instructs us. Not that everybody else, not what everybody else says, but it's what God says. Even when others don't understand or agree, trust God. Don't despise the refining process. Don't despise the growth process. This process is preparing you for God's greater. And this process is personal. Sometimes we get in trouble, we keep wanting to make it a group thing. We know this one is me. This you and God. You and God, because when we stand before him, he ain't going to say what hindered y'all from doing what I said. He's going to say what hindered you. What hindered you from being obedient and flowing in obedience? Our obedience to him will bring greater glory to God in the earth. Through the process, we will shed tears. That's water, and it will help smooth the rough-edged stones in our lives. Through this process, it's not always that the crowd is going to be with you. Pastor Antoine, this can be a lonesome, lonesome journey. Especially when you are convinced and determined to do it God's way. Not move to the left or to the right unless he tell you to move to the left or the right. It can be a lonesome journey. But I'd rather be lonesome in obedience to God. And got a whole lot of rah, rah, rah. And I got the answer to God for my disobedience. I love God more than I love pleasing you. Being delivered from people, that was one of my greatest, I'm going to say battles, because I wanted to fit in. I dealt with so much rejection. I wanted people to like me. I would compromise 
Wouldn't do nothing to get in trouble, but still wouldn't stand firmly for truth. But honey, when God delivers you, I don't care if it's my mama. Okay? I don't care if you don't understand it. I don't care if you don't like it. The fear of God is more important to me than that. Being delivered from people is the greatest thing that you could ever do that will help you in your obedient walk to Christ. Being delivered from people, I dare you to try it. It is so liberating. What you will learn is your circle was big because your constant response is always yes. But when you get delivered and you're bold enough and you know that the word no is a holy word. And when I say holy, it's holy. You will end up finding out they was disconnected to you for the benefits. It never was about you. It never was really about the God that you were talking about. It was the benefits. And we have to be okay with knowing we was only just kind of used. That's what it boiled down to. But as long as I know I was responding to please God, even if it was out of ignorance, God smoothed that stone. He gave me the boldness to use that holy word called no. And it's on and popping now. That's your loss. When you see more light and truth walk, therein. Call me the shepherd boy if you want to. Call me the shepherd girl. It don't matter. I know who I am. And I know whose I am. And so I don't need you to validate because I believe God's report with what he says about me. Tell me I'm crazy. Pastor Antoine, they have told me that. You crazy. You believe that? I ain't got no choice but to believe it. But God has been faithful, and what I can say now is, who crazy? So who you say was crazy? Because my God is good. My God is faithful. My God is Jehovah Jireh. My God is the battle act. My God is the Prince of Peace. Who crazy? Don't compromise. David didn't compromise with putting on an outfit somebody else told him. He stood on what he knew he was supposed to do. Having done all to stand. Stand. Having done all to stand. Stand. Refining is never easy, but it's necessary. So we got to stay yielded to the Lord's will. The Lord's will, not ours. And we want his perfect will, not the permissive will. Because, you know, we keep begging, God, please, we get Jesus. Come on, Jesus. You know, that's, that's how we do. And we keep doing it. Oh, you want it that bad? I go ahead, go ahead and have it. Then when we get it, oh, Jesus, no, you wanted it. Can't be both. When he said, wait, not now, this, not it. Come on, Jesus. Well, now you got it. So it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Rough, sharp, and jagged stones causes unnecessary damage. But smooth stones hit the targeted areas. 
So it's time to launch into the deep waters. Time out for the shallow. It's time to launch into the deep. So the rocks and stones can flow through the process for kingdom effectiveness. It's all about the kingdom. We are armed with purpose, just like David. So as it is in the spirit, we are to be equipped. It's the same in the natural. So I'm here to remind you of a few additional items that's needed for the process. I'm almost done. Sometimes we have to break it down and give it to you on the natural so you'll really get it. So when we think about water, you know, you think about the pool, you think about the beach. So let's think about a swimming cap. Cover your head, cover your ears, keep the toxins of the world out. Be mindful of what you're listening to and be mindful of who you're listening to. Grab you some earplugs, block out the noises of distractions, drown out the noise. Think about the sand. Make sure your foundation is solid and firm on the word of God. Quicksand won't last. So our response has to be, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I said all other ground is sinking sand. That has to be our testimony. You're going to need some water shoes. Water shoes. Walk in the favor of God, already purpose for you. You'll need a bucket. You know how you see them on the beach? They carry a bucket to put the shells in. Carry and share the blessings of the Lord. And we got to remember that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for us. So don't compromise the promise. On the beach, you see them with a ball. The ball. The ball. The promises of God are in your court. And the manifestations hinge on how you bounce it. How you bounce it in obedience to him. Your swimsuit. You know, sometimes we just want to put it on because they sell it in the store. <laughs> but if we represent in the kingdom, we got to be mindful of what we're putting on. So your swimsuit. You're a kingdom representative. I said you're a kingdom representative. So be mindful. Be mindful of that at all times. Have on your full armor that represents the kingdom well in the spirit of excellence. So it's time to launch into the deep water so the rocks and stones can flow through the process for kingdom effectiveness. We are armed with purpose. Again, just like David, five smooth stones. That's your tools, your ammunition, your weapon. So let's pack your bag. Stone one, love. Love even when it hurts. Going through a hellish situation, love the hell out of them. Love in word and deed, unconditionally. Stone number two, faith. Trust him even when you can't trace him and don't know what the next move will be. Have faith. You don't have to see it, just believe his word. Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When we ought to be enjoying victorious, abundant lives, we allow fear to creep in. We lose priceless opportunities because of fear. So what is fear? False evidence appearing real. The devil got us thinking that thing is real. 
Fear is the opposite of faith. When fear dominates, there's no room for Christ. Christ is the one who can comfort us. God give us the victory with his power, his love, and the gift of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit is our body God. He walks with us and he talks with us. Jesus has us in his sight and we're his, in his right hand and that is the hand of blessing. In Psalms 32 and 8, it says, the eye of the Lord is upon us. Allow it to direct your steps and give you courage. Stone number three, prayer. Be specific. Pray without ceasing. Not just talking to him, but listen. Shut your mouth and listen. Listen to him. Listen for that small, still voice. Be still and know that he is God. Be sensitive to his, to his voice for minor as well as major adjustments. Forgiveness. Let it go. Your purpose and destiny is too great. So we got to say, forgive me, Lord, as I forgive others. Your kingdom assignment is too great to hold on to unforgiveness. Let it go so it won't keep the edges jaggered and sharp. The last one, perseverance. Press. Push. Don't look back. Fully rely on God. Pray until it happens. Move forward. Press toward the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says he knows the plans that he has for us, which is to prosper us and not harm us. Do you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul and your mind? Do you long to please him? Life is a journey. God is preparing something wonderful. He's preparing something great for each of us. He doesn't want us to settle for less than his greater. So don't give up. We can't stop now. We've come this far by faith, depending and trusting in the Lord. And we can't turn back now. Turning back is not an option. You have your slingshot and your five smooth stones. It will work if you work it. So we're in this thing together. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, for we are God's fellow workers. We are God's field. We are God's building. How powerful it is when we work together in unity. God desires to smooth out all of the rough edges in our lives. Give it over to Jesus. He can. He will. He's more than able to work it out. After David slew the giant, he walked over to him. He stood on him. Now, that was Bo. Cut his head off, and he declared the victory. That's where the enemy belonged, under us, under our feet. And we have to remind him of his destination. A defeated foe he is. And so I say, thank you, Jesus. You have your slingshot and your five smooth stones, so work it because it will work if you work it. We're in this journey together, together. So let's make sure we don't run from the process or just go through the motion and run through it in a hurry and have improper materials in our pouch that can cause harm not only to ourselves, but to others as well. God desires to smooth the rough places 
if we only give him all of the pieces. He can, he will. He's promised to work it out. So five smooth stones. This is a good demonstration. This is your pouch. If the stones were rough, it'll do just like we had said previously. It'll cut this. You're reaching in, thinking you're fitting to pull out something to go upside the enemy's head. And you don't even have nothing in your pouch. So love, faith, prayer, forgiveness, and perseverance. Work it. These are necessary for the process. The word of God for the people of God. And to God be all the glory. Guest speaker Andre King with the S in Rock the Bells, Living Sin. We're going to continue to run the race with five smooth stones. And if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you're anywhere near Charlotte or the surrounding areas, come on by. Visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there, why not subscribe to us Facebook and YouTube and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back, hear this message, so much more, the entire Rock the Bell series right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast.